back in episode uh, 103, Joyce and I talked about the attributes of a great boss and being a good boss. Well, today we kind of go to the dark side and we talk about the attributes of bad bossing. Joyce actually made a verb out of it. Uh, And we've all been there, right? We've been there because we've been victimized by a boss who's less than great uh, and is actually pretty bad. And I would be uh, one to argue that at any given point in time, all of us listening have been and has the potential to be a bad boss. And it's an issue because it has such a detrimental impact on the people in an organization and the results of an organization. So come on in, grab a snack, welcome. Hey, Bob. I was a little. I was it's thinking just, of one more, one more sip of coffee. Hello. It's like a Boston Marathon. We were right there at the starting line. The bell <laughs> went off, and you and I just stood right there. <laughs> Good morning, Joyce. Paralysis. Good morning. So, oh. you mentioned that you wanted to talk about bad bosses today because we talked about good bosses, and people really responded. Yeah, so imagine that. Yeah, I I think it's worth having the conversation. I think the role model and user appreciative inquiry to identify those characteristics of a good boss. But you know, let's have a conversation today about bad bosses or bad bad boss bad bossing. Okay, bad bossing. I will turn it into a verb. Bad bossing. Uh, I think one is. If you bad bosses don't give regular performance reviews and development conversations, bad bosses let people go three years without knowing how how they're doing or what's going on. And that's more common than I ever would believe. Oh, yeah. I would say, you know, you could divide a room almost equally in half those that are good at that and those that either ignored or not that good at it. Even um, if they're bad at it, <laughs> you don't have it. But anyway, that's one. Yeah. Um, one that I think is a real motivation killer is the micromanaging boss. Mm-hmm. So the boss that literally comes in the room and feels that not only do they have all the answers, but gets into the work at a pretty deep level to tell people what to do. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes it's well-intentioned, right? I'm going to help this person. I'm going to help them grow. I'm going to show them the way I do it. And it just, it, that, that, that is an external factor on an employee that just literally takes any kind of motivation right out of the equation, you know? And when you're a micromanager, you don't grow people. Right. And, And you probably don't give performance feedback because you feel like you're doing it all the time because you're so far deep into their work. I've had some good Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm thinking uh, about it's bad bossing when you don't clear the way through the thicket of organizational demands and initiatives and projects and deadlines and you let people sit with all of that in their head mm. without clarity. Um, and I used to underestimate it, and then I didn't. And <laughs> I would bring people together say, let's 
snip some things away. Don't worry about it. Forget about it. You don't have to do it. Don't think about it. But bad bosses don't clear the way for good work. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, so bad bosses. Bad bossing. Uh, bad bossing, to me, is demonstrated by knowing that you may have a fault as a leader or something to work on, but you let yourself off the hook just by saying, this is who I am. I'm not a people person. I'm not a big communicator. Oh. Uh, and, uh, you know, I think when they, when they, those bad bosses, bad bossing, uh, they kind of give themselves, uh, you know, a, a break out of jail free because that's just not who I am. I'm used to telling people what to do and I'm used to giving people direct feedback and more often than not, it's corrective. That's the way I operate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a bad bossing as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. A bad bossing is creating a level of anxiety. I don't I won't say fear, but it can be fear and anxiety about how I'm doing or how, you know, how, how, how is it yeah. anxiety? Like I'm worried about, am I okay? Am I doing what's wanted? Uh, is this the right direction? And don't put, create an atmosphere. Well, another bad bossing quality is you don't create an atmosphere. You create a negative atmosphere so that people can't approach you for clarity. Therefore they talk to colleagues like crazy. Do you think I should do that? Should I do this? Read this memo, check and see how that is. So anxiety about exposing your work mm. is bad blessing. Boy, that's a big one. I'm I'm going to add to it. Um, you know, uh, this whole notion of is your is is your job as a boss to uh, put people at ease so they can come forward and do their best work or to kind of put them on edge by holding back praise, by being overly demanding. Um, and to me, bad bossing is, is having an MO of always keeping either the organization or the people that work for them on edge, as opposed to at ease. And challenged. And cha yeah, you can, they, they can coexist, right? Yeah, because um, bad bossing that doesn't include challenging to grow your people and an assumption that they need to be protective. That uh, That's um, an argument I have with HR in the olden days is they were the protective function for people come to us with what bothers you. We'll protect you from big, bad, bad bosses. <laughs> we, is, are the con we are the conscience of the organization. Uh -huh. How many times did you hear that? Yeah, and we are, the, we are the feelings of the organization. <laughs> Don't worry about yours, anybody else. We got it. But um, Okay, I want to say bad bossing, and now I want to keep saying bad bosses. Bad bossing shows laziness, demonstrates uh, laziness. Um, tell me more. They give the work to others and assume if they're at a certain boss level, they don't have to... do hands-on work it's the opposite of the um in too close yeah but, yes uh, you know that 
it, let's say you you bossing. Oh, I don't know how to describe it, but a lazy boss is so irritating. <laughs> well, you know, and it's so transparent, both to the organization and the people that that report to them. You know, yes, uh, yeah. And, yeah. And, and and people laugh about it, but it kills respect. That's what it does. It kills respect it, it, for sure. Okay, so bad bossing typically will look like a boss always getting to their agenda first. So whether it's an email, whether it's a one-on-one -on -one meeting, whether it's a group meeting, they come with the intention of getting their point across uh, and not so much listening to what people need in the meeting to get what they need to get done. Um, to me, that's bad bossing because you go into the meeting saying, okay, here we go. Get your pencil and pad out. We're going to get a list. Um, and I, I think that's a pretty common one, as opposed to flipping that and saying, hey, we have an hour. Let's work on what matters most. What's on your mind? Bad bosses, bad bossing includes overusing checklists. Uh, that hurts. <laughs> oh, one, it assumes that people are dumb, and two, it assumes that they're going to do it, but it feels better because you've written one, and everybody knows how to fake having done the things on a checklist. A way that I was trained with one organization early in the game uh, earned me the name of Carbon Bob. Oh. Let me explain. I'm back before computers. I hate to say it. I was back there that long. Um, I used to have a notepad, like a legal pad, and I'd put carbon paper in. Sure. So I would, I would walk through a store and I would itemize everything I saw that was wrong with the store. And it was usually very directive. Move this, change that, fix this. Mm -hmm. And I would give them the copy and then I would keep the carbon copy so that the next time I'm in, you know where this is going. It was, that was horrible. I mean, can you see what a store manager must be thinking? Oh, I have my DM coming today. Ugh. What's he going to find this time? That's bad bossing. Checklist, over a checklist. Yeah. Yes. Um, Bad bossing includes letting your emotional tone drip into the organization, <laughs> whether oh. that's anger, whether that's um, personal happiness. So you yeah. go around like, oh, do that. Just, you know, how, how, where to draw the line? Temper, yeah. anger. You know, a couple good angry moments from a leader is very powerful and very good. Use them wisely. Use them wisely. So, you know, being aware of the um, hypersensitivity of the people who work for you for your emotions, because the thing that that bad bosses are particularly bad bossing <laughs> includes is um, not knowing how heavy their impact is. Yeah. And that as long as there's a tight hierarchy, there's a power differential and there are people that are scared a little bit. Yeah. Weren't you are scared we... a little bit? Even oh, yeah. 
very generous yeah. open bosses. And then I would present at a board meeting and I'd go and I would be, you know, we would joke, well, okay, I'm gone. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> right. That didn't go well. <laughs> Wait until tomorrow on this one. Did you really <laughs> tell <laughs> bad bad bossing? Uh, I think is a demonstration of poor timing around when to have the right conversation, when to make a decision, decide too quickly, delay it. Uh, you know, I think bad bossing is this kind of, uh, I think the ref the reference used to be, or it used to be referred to as, um, you know, shoot first, uh, aim second, you know? So it's just doesn't have the timing in the sequence uh, that creates uh, disruption. There are times when by, when bad bossing includes hiding in your office. Mm. You know, the door is closed frequently. Yeah. Uh, and it can be that something's personal is going on. It can be that there's a great big organizational issue that's going on, but the closed door too often confuses people because they are watching you bosses <laughs> and they're saying, you know, because I, <laughs> I used to shut my door in between meetings that had me um, on high performance, you know, where I had to go, Oh, I got to go in and do my best. I would go yeah. in and say, I'm going to play a game of solitaire. I'll open the door. <laughs> because it would pull me down. <laughs> oh gosh, Bob. Think of your abs. Think of a boss you had that had a big impact on you through bad bossing. Ugh. I was pretty lucky. Yeah, I I would say across the board, I was really lucky. Um, I and I don't know whether it's good or bad, so I'll just say it. Looking back, I had a boss early in my career who literally micromanaged the living daylights out of me. Mm. And I was just out of school. I was just starting out as a store manager. And I almost felt comfort in that because I didn't have to think. Tell me, we'd walk the store. He would tell me what it needs to be done. Yeah. He'd say, take care of this, do that. You need to hire three people, yeah. get your payroll down. Yeah. And, and it literally, I learned later when I had a boss that was more uh, empowering uh, and, and gave you autonomy that I, I kind of turned off my creativity. Yeah. I, I, I waited for that boss to essentially um, kind of paint the picture of what's going to happen. Uh, that was bad. It, it felt comforting at the time, looking back, bad bossing. Yeah. How about you? Can you think of an example? Yeah, I, I'm thinking that I had, I'm thinking of a boss that wanted really innovative, high impact things from me. And he never reached, he just assumed it was going to be fine. Yeah. And, and he, and it was a he, would be delighted if I called him 
delighted. I never felt turned away, but I felt intrusive. And therefore, looking at me, I allowed myself to operate blindly too often. And his downfall or bad bossing was not reaching out to me because he thought I had everything always under control. Yeah. Yeah. So that's another thing I did that boy, I did bad bad bossing because I had such talent and such go getters. I assumed. (laughs) (laughs) Unless I I don't know if that's bad bossing. So, so why this conversation? (laughs) We've got to, we've got to wrap this up. You know, the bottom line is, as a boss, you're never going to get everything right. Okay. Uh, you, you know, it's situational, it's time and, and intensity of where an organization is. We're all going to get it wrong. Bad bossing, to me, is a little bit different than mm-hmm. what I just described. Bas- bad bossing creates an infection in the organization mm-hmm. that stifles and, you know, so bad bossing, all the examples we gave today uh, were, you know, a toxic influence on the people they connected with. They create uncertainty. They kill initiative. They create fear. They create lack of initiative, lack of interest, all of that. Yeah. And yeah. so, mea culpa to those two. Mea like, culpa. <laughs> mea culpa. Yeah. All right. <laughs> we're human. Okay. <laughs> all righty. Till the next time. Bye. Adios. You know, I, for one, enjoy talking more about the attributes of a good boss than a bad boss. But I think it's important to have both conversations. And I hope you got something out of today's uh, podcast. So I'm going to talk about next time. I'm very excited. You remember two weeks ago, we, uh, Joyce and I, we went back and forth about positive compensation practices and what we thought was the right way to do things. And we said, we really need to get an expert in here to really level set uh, what we said and add their own thoughts. So I'm excited that the former head of HR, uh, formerly at Tops Markets and then Hannaford Brothers, in Portland, Maine, is going to be our guest. And he is brilliant, not only in the aspects of compensation, but also talking about the broader organization and effectiveness. So we hope you join us next week. And until then, be well and be safe.